Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Star Wars Universe podcast. Today we're talking about episode one of season three of The Mandalorian. I, I mean, no, no, we're talking about season two. Yeah, nope. We're talking about episode five of the first season of The Book of Boba Fett. This is not an episode of season three of Mandalorian, even though you might be mistaken for thinking it is. And we're going to talk about that with myself, Ashley Coffin, and Haley Powers in just a moment. I'm not even mad because at least that used to be my name. <laughs> oh, is it? No, I mean, it is. Oh, no, it's Haley Hobb. Okay. I'm probably <laughs> Powers on here. I probably Jess, am. You are leave Powers it. on please here. Please so. leave it. Okay. Yeah, no, okay. literally just leave it. That's hysterical. <laughs> sounds I like good, it. Sounds good. It's my pseudonym. Yeah. Welcome back. I'm Matthew, your host. Uh, I am joined, uh, as always, or almost always, for the Star Wars Universe discussions by Ashley Coffin. Ashley, how are we doing tonight? Really good. Really good. Uh, good to be back. Thanks. As always, great. Um, and we also have Haley joining us. Um, the Google overlords, to whom I will never question, told me on my screen that this is Haley Powers. Uh, I believe that is somewhat out of date, and you, this is Haley Hobb who is joining us. So it is, my it apologies is. for that. That's all right. I like In my it. former I still, life. I like it. I still have some screens that call me uh, Matthew, not Haley West Fox, Matthew West Fox. So <laughs> I can definitely understand. It's a powerful uh, mixture right there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Haley, we're really glad to join, have you joining us. Uh, I'm really glad both of you are here because, you know, this is an episode, and we're going to kind of just dive right into talking about it. This is an episode that is very much, it's, it's a Mandalorian episode in a lot of ways, but part of the book of Boba Fett, but also so much of it is referencing the history of Mandalore, the history of Bo-Katan, the history of the Death Watch and the Children of the Watch that we learn about so much from both the Clone Wars and the Rebels TV show, as well as seasons one and two of Mandalorian. And one of the things that I really love is, is being able to have two different perspectives of one person who's just watching this without any of that background, and then also someone who has a lot of that background the way I do. And so, uh, Haley, I know you're really well-versed in the Clone Wars and the Rebels TV show and things like that. Uh, so really glad we have both of you on here. And I will also just say, I, I think by now most people have seen the Rebels TV show. If they want to see the Rebels TV show, uh, we're not going to do a spoiler section. But I do know there's some fans of this uh, show who are who are watching it along with our coverage of it, which we'll be resuming shortly. And so if you haven't gotten up to the last season of... Uh, uh, of the Rebels TV show. We will be spoiling some pretty big things from that. If you don't want to, feel free to hit pause and, you know, hopefully you're going to work your way through Rebels pretty soon and come back to it. But for everyone else, full speed ahead. Uh, and so let me just start with you, Haley, because uh, we haven't had you on before. What's been your kind of overall take on the, the show so far? I've enjoyed it. It's a very different, such a departure, I think, for Star Wars. And it's all this storytelling and all this, like, mm -hmm. world building that... We don't have, especially in the movies, like especially in the original one, you just were thrown into this world. And now these shows that they're doing with Favreau and Filoni are like laying all this groundwork and educating the audience in a way that Star yeah. Wars has never done before. <laughs> and I really appreciate that. Um, I know there's been some mixed reviews and stuff like that. And that everyone's saying this is an episode of The Mandalorian and like the the Fs, I'll call them Favreau and Filoni, they've said that this show is like Mandalorian 2.5. So yeah, exactly. it makes sense that he's kind of had this big chunk of the show. Um, I've, But I've loved it. Tamora Merson's doing a great job. Ming-Na Wen is a goddess. I love everything she does. <laughs> and so it's it's really fun to watch. 
Yeah. Ha- having two stars of the show who are both 58 and older and both sexy as hell is yeah. really yeah. nice. Like, His nice like, dad six-pack was rocking in episode yeah. four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I just put up a TikTok of a younger person listening and not knowing any 80s music that made me feel very old. So I appreciate the, the, you know, the love, for, <laughs> lo- love for us old fogies. Uh, Ashley, what do you think of this episode? I loved this episode, but I was like, I missed the lightsabers. Like, I had missed the lightsabers. It's been a minute, so it was good to see them. I really liked the first half a lot. Um, but you know me. I like the fights. I feel yeah. like they had to, like, take the second mm-hmm. half to be like, no, we're still fun and hokey. And, and like, for the <laughs> kids after that beginning. And I was actually surprised to see yeah. that. Uh, I think, what, Bryce Dallas Howard directed this episode Mm -hmm. because the beginning played very Mm -hmm. like Rodriguez and I was like yeah we're gonna get to see that again Um, but then I was like pleasantly surprised it was like a female powered episode it was cool she covered a lot of different genres in this one episode it was 50 minutes long so Mm -hmm. she could but that first I I don't want to jump into it but we start off like in horror it's like a a scene out of Saw you know it was so crazy (laughs) Very much so. And, and I just want to make it clear, like, I made the joke about this being Mando season three, but I agree. I don't think this meant it was not Boba Fett. And I feel like, you know, a lot of stuff in that second half is, is very much fitting with kind of what Boba Fett is doing. And I liked it very much in that kind of like Marvel style. We're at the point where it's like, you know, Civil War is a Captain America movie. It's also a, a Tony Stark movie, you know? And I think you can say that about a lot of things. Like, you know, Ragnarok is very much a Hulk movie. And, and same kind of thing here, that we're getting these different characters. And so, yeah, let's kind of just start by jumping right in. Um, and I, I want to just first say, like, I've seen a lot of TikToks and tweets that were like, oh, my God, I called it. You know, Mando is going to come back music. this episode. <laughs> but I have to say, like, <laughs> uh, yeah, I was happy to see him. I was not surprised. I'm, I'm worried for the people who haven't been enjoying this season to just latch onto this and be like, this was the best episode. It's like, yeah, it, it really kind of, it was great. Yeah. But I feel it was more of like a nostalgia thing. Like, I missed that character. I missed talking about Grogu. I liked seeing what he was doing. So I don't want people to, like, just hark on this episode and be like, see, Mandalorian is so much better. It's like, it's not that it's better. It's a different story. And now these two awesome stories are about to come together. And I didn't know that was going to happen. So I'm super excited about it. (laughs) Yeah, that's how I felt, too. And I'm thinking about this as like an odyssey almost the way they're telling this story it's so long form and they have to mm, like yeah. they're not leaving us in the dark about what he was doing while like after he dropped off Grogu with Luke <laughs> and I I like getting all the backstory yeah. and stuff because I'm like what was he up to oh yeah. he was he was busy he was real busy he was real busy burning himself yeah. with the lightsaber which and is I- exactly <laughs> what I would be doing so I appreciated sure. the heck out of that yeah. scene I was like yeah finally somebody <laughs> Yeah, and I feel like there's two things I want to say. First of all, just on what you were saying, Ashley, about people not latching on too much. I think because of how strong season two of Mandalorian ended, a lot of people forget that a lot of folks didn't love the first half of that season. And that in a lot of ways, that season got a lot better when Boba Fett Mm -hmm. and Fennec Shand showed up and became the three of them. So, yeah, I think that it's kind of it's a lot of selective memory. And and frankly, selective memory is a part of this episode as well, (laughs) um, which we'll definitely get into. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it's great to see them back. And, and I love kind of what you were saying, Haley, like so much of the show is world building, you know, and actually when we recorded on the end of season two of Mando, we had a long part of it that was just like, yeah. okay, here's all our questions. Here's the things we want to know. And I feel like this episode mm-hmm. gave us so much of that, you know, so much of like, 
what's actually going on with the children of the watch and are they are they this awesome great thing that we've seen them as or are they yeah. kind of religious fanatics and kind of terrible and and i mean one thing i remember we specifically talked about was like how do non-force users use a lightsaber and i feel like that's all this stuff about how you have to fight it like it, they never explicitly said it, but I feel like part of it's because yeah. you don't have the force. And without the force, it's a very different experience. So I I just loved how many of the stuff we were filling in. Oh, uh, yes. It felt very King Arthur, Arthur to me with him trying to, like, learn how to use the sword. Like, accept it and give yourself over to mm-hmm. it. And yeah. um, screw those people. I wouldn't want to stay with, those, with them anyway. By the uh, end, like, you sticks in the mud. Bye. Super <laughs> jerks. Not yeah. into it. Yeah. And I was so excited to see the armor again because I was like, I yeah. miss her from season one. She was such mm-hmm. a badass. And then, right? What was the turn? Like he's got a knife to Paz Vizsla's throat, and she's like, "Have you taken your hat off?" And I was like, "What? That that came out of left field, ma'am." Yeah, <laughs> just lie. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I think I it's. I think it's. I think it's because there was this moment of like, do you surrender or does a fight have to be to the death? And I think that's why she's kind of saying like, she's saying to Paz, like, would you take off your helmet now, you know, even at the point that he could kill you? And that's what brings it up. But but yeah, I I was so kind of all over the place with that scene because and let's kind of just really dive into it more because I think that's the real turning point. But just as the scene goes on, even uh, especially in, in. Actually, let me actually start with you. So much of this, I was watching and like hearing their version of what happened to Bo-Katan. We've seen a lot of that in the end of Rebels. And so I was kind of like, eh, that, that's a very different side of the story. And it helps better explain where you're coming from. But what was your take on it? Having seen this in Mando and this, I mean, not having I all that backstory. I mean, I did a little bit of backstory. I know something happened with her sister or something. And she died uh-huh. or something. I don't really know. But, uh... Uh, yeah, I mean, it was obvious that it was their version of events, and that is what they're telling other people. Yeah. And that's usually, you know, it's very culty. TikTok cult o'clock. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, it, I just like, I, I'm like, I know you're lying. I don't know the whole backstory, but I know you're lying. So. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's kind of awesome that that comes across even as much, even in that situation. Haley, what about for you? Like, were you, were you thinking a lot about uh, season four of Rebels and some of the other stuff we learned about, like, yeah, the actual she story really here? caught me when she said our tribe or whatever she called them were on the moon of Concordia. And I was like, that's right. This was Death Watch, which was yeah. this terrorist group and that even Bo Katan was part of for a while. And I was like, these really are like the crazy Mandalorians because they, they broke off from Mandalore society yeah. when. Uh, Bo Katan's sister was in charge, and they were just like, like we're saying, like religious zealots. And so, I when I remembered that, yeah. I was like, that's why she's being so not as cool as she was in season one of Mando. That's why she's being like this, and that's why Paz Vizsla is so comfortable just challenging Mando for the dark saber. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because again, like we had so much talk about, like now we are three. We're finally like. Our co- our culvert is growing. <laughs> that made me laugh. Maybe don't have that, two of them fight to Ken the death. Said. He's like, like, there's only three of you left. I was like, there's more. He's like, that's not what. I, uh, whatever. I don't care. But I was, I was like, there's yeah. more. But yeah, I see what you mean. I mean, but that guy didn't have yeah. like. If yeah, I, my ancestors made that shiny knife, I would take it too. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's fair. That's fair. And, and 
Yeah, I definitely had the same reaction when they talked about Concordia. Uh, and I just kind of fill in more of the details there. The, what we learned in both Clone Wars and Rebels is that many hundreds of years ago, the Mandalorians first discussed like turning away from this always warrior culture, always fighting each other, always killing each other. And the warriors who wouldn't accept that, they all kind of like left slash got exiled to Concordia. And then a lot of like the tent, you know, the, the battles we've seen in seasons uh, of those earlier shows was about fighting those people. And I mean, you know, they killed Duchess Satine, Obi-Wan's one true love, uh, mm-hmm. which, such a good storyline. Um, and, and so, yes, yeah, hearing that they were from there, it all just started to kind of click of like, oh, this is why this isn't a like. I think it, it, it's both the, like, these are the ideas you've held for so long, and it's also that diaspora kind of thing that can happen, where, you know, when people are scattered and they're not connected, you know, uh, like, you know, uh, my, my family, my father's family is Jewish, and, like, you know, in Judaism after the diaspora, which has been 2,000 years ago, but still, so many different sects grew up, and some were more, like, we'll assimilate, and some were more, like, we have to hold on to our fundamentals at all costs. And so, yeah, just, it, it makes me realize, like, I'm not rooting for them anymore, but also makes me understand exactly where they're coming from. Hmm. They crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I thought it was powerful, too. So we've heard about the Night of a Thousand Tears a lot, and we finally saw it. And I was like, this mm-hmm. is sad, because at the end of the Clone yeah. Wars, Mandalore is being taken, overrun by, like, the people following Darth Maul. And then the Republic comes in, and, you know, it's a hot mess, and then, obviously, the Empire just swooped in after that, and like Boba Fett says in Mandalorian, right. turn that planet to glass. And I didn't really know what he meant by that. I was like, what does that mean? Oh, they bombed everything to pieces. Bomb all that sand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, getting to see that devastation. And then, like, there's a scene where the battle droids, who, again, coming up from Mando, are finally shown to be really actually terrifying. Did you get major Terminator yes. vibes? When, it's like, in my the, notes, the, yeah. The, Battle droids were walking through the like, fire. I was like, is this Terminator? I'm like, oh, no, there's AT-ATs in the background. Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so w- what else about that scene with the uh, with the kind of tribe coming together and then him having to leave uh, uh, resonated for you? Or, or do you want to talk about? It was a little jarring to me. She's welcoming to him. He heals his leg. Um, she's, like, working on combat. She makes something tiny and cute for Grogu, which is, I can't. I wait to see whatever it, even it is. It looks like him. The little. Mm-hmm. I know. The that scarf. was so cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The little kerchief. And the, yeah. the turn that she makes, I'm guessing it was a writing or directing choice. I don't know. It just was. Mm-hmm. It just jarred me. I was like, why is she. Why is this happening all of a sudden? Then she's like, bye, and like kicks him out. And I'm like, but. But Pedro. <laughs> you know, that's very. Like, that's like I don't know. though. Like. They're welcoming yeah. and they all have you in, but you say one thing, or most religions, you say one thing wrong. That's true. Out. And I'd be yeah. like, yeah, bye. Right. <laughs> this isn't for me. <laughs> Peace yeah. out. I'm going to take my shiny sword mm-hmm. and leave. <laughs> and it's funny because it comes right after, you know, this really powerful moment I thought they had where he's explaining why he wants to, you know, he thinks of uh, Grogu as a foundling. And she says, but I thought he's with his people. And, and, and you know, he pushes back. And, and she's able to say, like, well, but the way of the Jedi is isolation. And, and it's when he says, but our way is, like, you know, is family and community. And she's like, cool, okay, I'll make this. And I, that to me was a really nice way of kind of, we've always known the Jedi and the Mandalorians hate each other, or as much as Jedi can mm-hmm. hate, but have been blood enemies. And having that so clearly expressed of 
this, this fundamental difference in values. I, I, I thought it was really interesting. Jedi. <laughs> yeah, well, also very, very true. I almost wonder if that was the turning point for her, because she, she, he's still not doing what she thinks he should do. And I think maybe that was planted mm-hmm. in her head, and that's why she flips her switch yeah. later. I also wonder if maybe um, her turning point had already happened, but what she... Like, because she has no problem when uh, Vizsla says, let's have this duel. So I wonder if maybe, like, she had incurred... She was kind of like, okay, Jin shouldn't have... Din shouldn't have the, the Darksaber. Let's have Paz fight him. Uh, he'll take it, and then everything will be right again. Instead, it creates the exact situation that, like, they... You know, they very very intentionally don't ever ask him if he won this by combat or not until the very end. And then he does win it by combat or defends it by combat. And, yeah, I wonder if that's kind of when she's like, okay, well... He shouldn't have the sword, even if he won it the way he did. Let's yeah. kind of they made sure to find out if he had to actually kill Moff Gideon, or whether he just mm-hmm. kind of beat him. He's like, oh, okay, oh, okay. right, okay. down, okay. But then, like, that's on you. Yeah. He didn't know any of mm-hmm. that, so your cult education needs a revamp, like ma'am. usual, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> your handouts need. I to also be have to say that <laughs> this is kind of an aside, but it just it so bothered me. What he says at one point is, well, the New Republic Tribunal may well execute him for his crimes. You know, it's part of a way of saying, like, don't worry, he's going to get justice mm-hmm. just through the official system. We don't know what role, like, we don't, we know very little about what's been happening with this New Republic and where the laws are coming from. I have to imagine, though, that Luke and Leia are somewhat involved. And I was just, so, like, there is no government, Luke Skywalker, who just rescued the most awful person and found good in him is ever going to be okay with the death penalty? Like, it was such a toss-away little thing, but I just... Mm. I, did that strike either uh, one of you, or did you kind of go right on by? for having a bad dream. I mean, Luke's unstable. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was another thing that the armor took to heart, though, because Paz Vizel says he should be executed, and she agrees with him. And so I think there are these little breadcrumbs, mm-hmm. actually, now that we're talking it yeah. through, you know, leading her to want to kick Din out. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it is also, like, wh- whatever you think of what the New Republic will do to him, it is, uh, like, deferring authority to someone else instead of, like, you have to be the authority. You have to do this mm-hmm. thing. Last thing I wanted to bring up about the scene, because there's a lot more of the episode to talk about, I was really struck by this idea that, like, you're not supposed to make weapons out of Beskar. Because it, it seems like the idea is that, because, you know, because a, a Beskar weapon can mm-hmm. penetrate Beskar armor— and so I went, but then of course there's like, cause it, it's a, you know, this could damage the tribe. This could hurt others. And then there's supposed to be a duel between the two of them. And so I wonder if maybe the thought was like, we don't want Beskar weapons cause we want Mandalorians to be able to fight each other without it being a fight to the death. But then it certainly seems like this is supposed to be a yeah, fight to when the they death. Took so their, when they took their packs off, you? I always said to Cal, I was like, no, 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 it's not to the death. They just talked about it. Oh, they took their packs off. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't. Mm-hmm. And then the hilt is made out of, Beskar, she mm-hmm. said, and that th- that was a noble weapon for him. So I'm like, you're you're not making sense. You're saying one thing yeah. instead of doing the other. You're being manipulative. Ugh, I'm hating her more than yeah. We talk about. I don't her. care for her. <laughs> yeah, I I kind of love her, but very much in a like antagonist, yeah. like a, a great villain, not a like the first part of it. I was like, yeah, this is badass. She's the one who teaches the many swords. This is yeah. Oh, no, what do they think they're gonna do? You, this... Them and their army of two. <laughs> I know. Right? Better pass yeah. out that, that Kool-Aid. Good luck. 
she does also have a great line that I really appreciated. Persistence without insight will lead to the same outcome. Because, mm-hmm. um, like, like, as much as she's terrible, he's kind of being an idiot. Like, he just won't sort of listen to her about the dark saber. And I, I think it's because he's supposed to be so focused on everything else. But mm-hmm. Well, he's just treating it like a weapon. And they're used to handling weapons really well. But this is a different kind of weapon. And, yeah, he, he doesn't know what he's doing. He needs a dead mm-hmm. eye to show him. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Grogu. Ahsoka. Grogu's back. I was so really what hoping the... she was making Grogu a teeny tiny lightsaber hilt, but uh, I don't think that's what <laughs> well, it's going to be. Well, that would have been great. <laughs> I, I, I don't think he's old enough to have a lightsaber He'll yet. He'll get there. You know? He's 50. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's a toddler. Um, <laughs> what, so what do we think is the the thing that, that she made for him? Like, it, it looks like it's like links of chain. I think so, it's Chinese like, throwing stars. Like... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It's I would love so, for it just to like, be that. Sa, 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 sa. I don't know. Yeah. To make like a tiny little chainmail shirt seems very not Star Wars. So it looked like yeah. a ball. Yeah, but maybe it's. it's... Yeah, it, it, there was definitely some like we saw some metal chain, some like chain links, uh, but it also was like kind of a ball at one point. So if yeah, it's chain no links, you there. could. If it was like you know mithril, just mm-hmm. ball uh-huh. it up. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Just and it's <laughs> yeah. the last thing with that is we they reference the waters below Mandalore. That's the only place he can like be cleansed. And then he's like, but they were destroyed. And they're like, what you going to yeah, do? Listen to uh, her. Who cares? No, she's crazy. Do you, do you remember those at all, Haley? I don't think we've heard them referenced I don't before. Think but I could... we've heard anything about that. Okay. So all he has to do is go down there, dip him himself in, say one Hail Mary and he's good. Like what? what, what is she saying? <laughs> I'm guessing it's like boiling hot waters are like, you know, some kind of like where there's a dragon that guards it. Like the certainly they introduced the mythosaur and then said that's just a legend, okay. which guarantees it will appear before the end of like one of these shows. <laughs> so, sure. yeah, maybe that's what I it hope is. it's just one of those Tatooine and chickens out in front of it, whatever the <laughs> heck that thing was. Crowing. I like it. <laughs> All right. So so there is a lot more to this episode. Uh, we now kind of shift into more of some of the having fun. It's it's kind of ridiculous and off the wall. And some people say it's not Star Wars. I totally disagree. Mando basically getting stopped by TSA to get on a plane because of his weapons. I just. It was amazing. That was very I funny. I love that and so And then him much. being like, but it's my religion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's no religious exemptions in Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. That was such a like call out of the Karen religious exemption thing <laughs> that I really loved. Uh, and also, like, the whole, like, you know, I can go get my supervisor. It was just so, like, <laughs> them having fun with that. Were any of you surprised at how long it went on? Because I, I definitely had a feeling the last couple episodes, it's been, like, the first half is flashback and then the second half is modern day. And so I kind of at first thought that this intro was going to take the place of the flashback. Were, were you at this point already thinking we're just going to get Mando the whole time? Or did you have any of that same thought? Oh, I knew that one of them was going to show up by the end or what was the point of the episode. Right. Um. I felt like they could have cut a good 15 minutes out of this entire episode, but, you know, I'm not with, you know, that's my opinion. Yeah. I was yeah, like, the um, auto mechanic shop bit went on a little a too little long. Different. And I'm not here to kink shame, <laughs> but I don't want to hear about her relationship with the Jawa. Oh my God, that was so I'm funny. sure that there are tons of issues and I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> I was going to say, you said like, yeah, there's all the garage scenes for the kids. And I was like, that's some 
kind of adult level content we're getting in the garage scene. Well, they Ten use, like, such um, technical Star Wars, so much like mechanic Star Wars language in that scene. It went on and mm-hmm. on and on. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking Mm-mm. about. Just show me the thing when it's done. I turned to Ken. I was like, did yeah. she just say flux capacitor? And he was like, no. I was like, I heard it. I heard <laughs> it's it. close enough. <laughs> yeah, I, I felt like that scene went along too long. I, I didn't love like little baby uh, Greedo, the ro- the Rodian child who like, first of all, like kind of is into Boba F- uh, Amando sitting in the plane, which I did wonder why they won't let him on a plane with weapons, but they'll let him on with a jetpack. Mm-hmm. Um, but at least he takes that off. To, I can like, take like, my lighter on the plane and cause some damage with that. <laughs> yeah, I'm allowed to bring cool. the lighter. Same rules. Uh, any TSA agents? She is speaking completely hypothetically, just to make sure. Um but yeah, I, I didn't, and, and especially the scene where, like, he pulls up in his, like, new fangled starship next to the big ship and, like, waves to the kid. <laughs> I, I didn't I, need any of that. At least he nodded. I would have been more disgusted if he waved, but he just <laughs> yeah. gave him a yeah. little nod before he got pulled over. Yeah. Boop, and boop. I didn't really and, like, like the pulled over scene. I was like, we just did this, you guys. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I bet it's that guy. It's definitely yeah. that guy. I can't remember mm-hmm. his name. Yeah, I mean, Paul Sun Young Kim, uh, oh, sorry, Paul Sun Young Lee, I, he's Uncle Kim, or no, eh. Paul Sun Young, that means very, yeah, Paul Sun Young Lee, but I often think of him as Kim because he plays um, Mr. Kim in uh, a fantastic show that is uh, Kim's, Kim's Convenience. Thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, and, and there was one little fun call out that I noticed. Um, Haley, have you played the game uh, Fallen Order? No, I'm not a gamer, Star Wars but Fallen I know Order. what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm not a gamer either. I played the game in order to learn the story, and I'm very annoyed I did because it's a very hard game. But the character has this like very cute little droid that sits on his shoulder and looks an awful lot like Wally, and it's a BD that droid. That was cute, and that's what was the yeah. So that was like a fun little callback to the video game that I that I appreciated. But yeah, like one reference about the sex life with the Jawas was great, <laughs> but we brought it up three more times. We brought up so much technical language. Cool. Yeah, all that and. And then, uh, Ashley, you and I had just done an episode about Jaws when when she's kind of like being attacked by a womp rat and there's like, it's it's biting me. It's put- Were you getting like a little bit of a Jaws yeah. reference in that ah, moment? Yeah. Duh, and was, yeah. yeah, I was like, what is happening? What is that thing? And then it kind of bothered me that we never got to see it. Like we saw a little yeah. furry arm and that was it. Like, yeah. what was that? A womp yeah. rat, apparently. Yeah, if we're going to do it, <laughs> right? like show me the monster. <laughs> Especially because, like, they actually show us Beggar's Canyon. So there's, like, a reference to that exact line. But, yeah, didn't see it. Um, So how'd y'all feel about a, you know, Nabooian starfighter showing up in this? So I was like, oh, shit, that's Anakin's. That's, or, like, that's got to be Anakin's. <clears throat> and then I was like, wait a minute. I thought at first that it was the racer from... Mm. Uh, yeah. Because it had I the two so things. Too. And I was waiting to see, yeah. like, the chords. But it was not. But I still knew. I was like, okay, I've seen that before. And Anakin was in one as a toddler and as a teen. Just <laughs> yeah. blowing people up. Yeah. <laughs> Doing God's work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm seeing a lot of people saying that it's not uh, convenient for him or what he should have as a bounty hunter. And my response is, well, maybe he won't be a bounty hunter for yeah. much longer. I was like, right. I get that that thing's cool, but you're giving up like an apartment that flies around with you. Like, <laughs> where is he going to put his food? You know, the razor had a bathroom. Where's he going to sleep? You can't bring guests. Yeah. I was trying to remember what happened to the razor crest. It got exploded. It got 
to smithereens. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I had to say, yeah. wasn't okay. that the Boba Fett episode? Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah when yeah. the Empire shows up. Um, that oh that's right yeah she's out of nowhere yeah Moff Gideon's um, light cruiser oh, <laughs> sent a big one yeah <laughs> yeah definitely uh yeah so he's looking for a new razor razor crest isn't the name of the ship it's a class of ship and yeah i like the idea that maybe he's not going to be a, a bounty hunter because you should there isn't room for a bounty in that like people pointed out that the space for the droid uh is just big enough for a little grogu type mm-hmm. character though not quite sure how grogu exists in deep space vacuum but that's Another question entirely. I maybe covered up. But the I remember. Force? I don't know. But I yeah. did notice that there was like he, he had to melt part of his spear down because there was no no room for a spear in that ship. Well, the armor melted his spear down. Ah, that was yeah. That's what she yeah. made Grogu's gift out of. Um, but because yeah. he couldn't kind of put that, that that spear won't fit on that ship. Like he he yeah. is like limited. He barely fits on that ship. No. Yeah, they definitely needed a reason for him to get rid of it. He, like, so. scrunched his shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, where's he going to sleep at night? Like, with that ship, you always have to kind of know. I'm trying to buy a house right now, so I look at everything from every angle. You know, like, <laughs> oh, well, where yeah. you, you have to, the photographs to lie. sleep every night. Like, where are you going to go? Are you safe? Do you have to pay for it? Are you safe? <laughs> <laughs> no. These are certain things, you know? <laughs> Never. I, it's funny. As someone who used to sell cars, like... We would let people go on test drives, and one of the nightmares was always that, like, they would speed or we'd get pulled over by a cop because, like, there's a way to handle it, but there's just so much paperwork Mm -hmm. because, like, this car hasn't officially been sold yet. And so I I didn't love the traffic stop, but all the stuff about, like, he doesn't have insurance yet. He doesn't have it registered yet. (laughs) kind of like, yeah, that's a real thing. Mm -hmm. Been there, done that. I also like that, again, we get not not even – they don't even appear on screen, but we we start talking about the Pikes, you know, and she's uh, saying more about, uh, like – just how, how much the reputation of the Pikes is how scary they mm-hmm. are. And that was like, we've seen them and we've seen kind of both Boba Fett. Yeah, we've seen Boba Fett like challenge them, but it was just kind of fun seeing like to, to some of the other people on the, on the planet. Yeah, like they're not people to mess around with. Oh, they would kill me so fast because I would just, I'm like, I'm not afraid of you, fish. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they're just fish. not threatening. <laughs> they are very As intimidating in that uh, season seven of the Clone Wars. Yeah. That's where I started mm-hmm. to realize how scary they are in that. <laughs> yeah arc with the sisters that nobody likes but ahsoka's in it so yeah. that helped <laughs> well and as someone who uh know, knows them from from the animated wh- how do you think about how how it's been done live action with the pike so far i i haven't been bowled over by them yet now when they were coming mm-hmm. with a bunch of them i was kind of like oh yeah they're here to do business and i think i think we'll see that they're scary but yeah not yeah. not super impressed just yet yeah, I, I definitely, I, I feel like I remember watching them being like, you couldn't possibly, like, make these live action. And I think, like, just in the presentation of them, they've been very good. I feel like they, yeah, they're not quite sure if they're very much the, like, Iron Fist in the Velvet Glove or if they're just Iron Fist, you know? And I want to I want to see more about how that plays out. And I imagine we will be. Well, and I wonder if that some of that's that they're not the true big bad. There's somebody else. There's always really somebody else. Strings. Yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, that's pretty much all I had to talk about. What are a few other views? Any other uh, things, either big or small, that you wanted to bring up? Uh, nope. My notes stopped at Chickens of Tatooine. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's I have fair. one thing. It's Pelly's line about Mando. Is he going to go slay another dragon? And it made me chuckle because 
they clearly want him to be the knight in shining armor. That's why they gave him shiny armor in season mm-hmm, one instead mm-hmm. of his beat up brown armor. And it was so just like cute and endearing. And it made me realize and remember, oh yeah, he's the hero. He's the mm-hmm. big hero of the story. Even though he chopped that guy's head off at the beginning of the episode, like he is the knight in shining armor. And I can't wait to see what the hero is going to do. I loved that yeah. so much when he chopped that guy in half, just because I'm like, yeah, <laughs> do it. You have that big yeah. shiny sword. <laughs> I don't know. Made me love him, especially because, especially because we have such a uh, a contrast now between. And we got some of this in Mando, but I think we're gonna get much more of it now. Of, you know, Mando Dinjarin, he's the sort of bright idea idealist. He believes in the way. He believes in the truth and all this. And now he's starting to see like maybe this isn't right. Whereas Boba Fett, like Boba Fett's never been to Mandalore, at least as far as we know. Like yeah. he grew up on. Uh, he may have been on some episode. I don't, I'm not remembering. Don't don't come at me in the tweets. Uh, but he certainly he wasn't born there. He was raised by Jango Fett, who had left Mandalore himself. Like and and even if he had, I think he's very much a like. I don't care about a creed. I'm just gonna do what is right in this moment to survive. He's right. Just a single man making his way through the galaxy. Mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to some him having both sympathy, but also like. So what happened to those ideals, kid? Yeah, yeah, kind of learned some harsh truths. Yeah. And uh, I think it's going to be a really fun dynamic with Fennec also being like, creeds, that's dumb. <laughs> yeah. I love we always, Yeah, we always need a Fennec. Like, she, if she would have been there during the scenes with the uh, Mandicult, you know, uh-huh. she'd be rolling be her dead. eyes as hard as, yeah, they'd just be dead. And that's why I love her. <laughs> yeah, we all have heroes. <laughs> you know, last episode, I, I was sorry, Ashley, you weren't on, especially because we finally were getting more Fennec Shand. And, like, we've not gotten much for the first part of the season. I She gets to be the one to um, to come from Mando, which I really appreciate. And I think we're going to get a lot more of her in the next two episodes. So mm-hmm. looking forward to that as well. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's as good a place as any to wrap up. Um, so for both of you, thank you all both so much for being a part of this. Um, Ashley, we're, uh, I think you're doing one or two other podcasts these days. Where can people just find you? Just a couple. Um, I'm super proud of our Jaws episode that just dropped on Superhero yep. Ethics. So totally go check that out. We had a really good time with that. Um MCU cast as usual. Um, and then we are doing Peacemaker on Pandavision for the HBO DC show. So that's been a lot of fun. Awesome. Yeah. I I, re- I got to be on one episode of that and a lot of fun. I've been really enjoying your coverage Thanks. of it. Uh, and Haley, I know you're doing podcasting as well. Uh, I know you've been co- do- covering some Star Wars stuff from the comics. And so I really love that we got to coordinate and kind of uh, team up with some Star Wars stuff there. So what? tell us about what you're doing. Yeah. Brian B. Klein and I do the Source Pages podcast. We uh, read comics and novels as source material for movies and TV shows. And right now we're doing a character coverage, I'd say, on Dr. Afra, And she's a Star Wars comics character that we really think might show up in live action at some point. So that's why we're focused on her right now. But after we finish this kind of run, we're going to do... Um, some comics for the Batman and so that'll be like our first DC foray and I'm kind of excited about nice. that so source pages we have Instagram Twitter and Facebook or find us at streamedpanda.com with all of these lovely folks <laughs> that's awesome and uh, you know I only asked Haley a couple out like earlier today to th- jump on thank you so much for doing this the last yeah, minute thanks and for asking. Yeah, I think there's so many ways of, I know I want to do more coverage of the Star Wars books themselves and like with the High Republic series especially, but also some of the other ones. There's a lot of crossovers with comics and so I'd love to get get you or Brian or both of you on to do some kind of like crossover stuff there. It's just yeah. great to coordinate like that. So sure. thank you both so much for being a part of this. To our fans, what do you think of this episode? Have you been liking the show, not liking the show? Is this better or worse? 
would love to hear it. If you go to theethicalpanda.com, you'll get all of uh, the contact ways to contact us, Twitter, Facebook, uh, email, all kind of things like that. Um, send us in your thoughts, whether you want it read on the air or just want to share it with us in private. We'd love to hear what you're thinking. Uh, of course, on that website, you'll find the Superhero Ethics Podcast, where Ashley is a frequent guest and has just put up content about Jaws. Uh, soon we'll be going up an episode about uh, Batman Returns, which we had some great discussions about. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer uh, uh, as Catwoman, very, very popular. I wasn't biased um, at all. <laughs> not in the slightest. Not, what, how many times have you been Catwoman for Halloween? Uh, but, uh, at least six. Okay. Though okay. Catherine <laughs> killed it, our, our little Catherine Ray killed it this past Halloween as Catwoman. Like, Catwoman is a forever yeah, staple of, of female Halloween empowerment. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I'm not a sexy kitty. I'm Catwoman. I'll scratch your eyes out. Yeah, definitely, definitely. That and like, I can draw some green stuff on my arms, and now I'm poisoned twice. Hurt twice. Uh, All right, so definitely check that out. Check out all the other great stuff we talked about, and most importantly, folks, have a nice day. Mind your lightsabers. (laughs) See you later. 